0: Ecclesia is a new church trying to live out the way of Jesus in Princeton, New Jersey. We pray this teaching invites you to love Jesus and people more deeply and to embrace the full life that Jesus offers each one of us. Grace and peace to you. Good morning, Ecclesia. My name is Derek. I am one of the seminary interns. And today I am helping Ian move forward with a series on blessings. And blessings, as Ian has reminded us, do not remove us from the struggles of this world, but they immerse us in the brokenness, and they lead us to invest in the well-being of our neighbors. We move forward today, then, with our scripture focus, which is on Genesis 2, 2 2-3. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all the work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it, because on it God rested from all the work that he had done in creation. This is the word of the Lord. We come to God's word this morning to consider the blessing that is work and rest. From the very beginning, we see that God transforms the expanse of chaos and darkness into a land that is fitting for abundant and thriving life. And curiously, the way in which he creates this good land is through the rhythm of work and rest. And curiously, Humans also work and rest, participating in this rhythm. And their participation in this rhythm is an image. It's a picture of life with God. Soon after, in verse 15, we read that God took humanity and put them in the garden to work it and to keep it. Human work does not begin until God had finished the work of creation— And provided them with a garden to till and to keep. Human work begins only after the stage had already been set. Creation had already been finished. And the humans and the animals and the plants and the land could coexist together in harmony. Human work only begins in a place of rest. So human work is done without worry. And the kind of work humanity is to do is to work alongside God as stagehands in the theater of God's glory. And their purpose was simply to tend to the responsibilities of creation. So we, like God, and like the first humans, we work. Some of us wake up and go to our jobs, but all of us wake up and tend to those things we are responsible for. We care for our families and our friends. We care for our pets and our plants. All of this is work, and we care for ourselves. We brush our teeth, we exercise, we eat. That is work too. And at the end of the day, we, like God, rest. And we must rest, not just because our bodies tell us to, but because As Howard Thurman writes, work and rest are one entity, and this cannot be ignored in the Christian life. No matter our piety or our eagerness to work for God, we cannot work without rest. And the function of rest is to energize and inform our work. Work and rest are one. You cannot have all work and no play. You cannot have one without the other. And through the unified act of working and resting, we reap the benefits of a divine rhythm. Adam and Eve are our first examples, for they are not called to work till God had first provided them with all they needed to work without worry. And they were able to rest peacefully in the presence of their creator. Work and rest are one entity in life with God. Yet, when I bring up work on a Sunday, I bring up the very thing that many of us have been avoiding all this weekend. Yes, the dreaded Mondays, the Sunday scaries. Even for those of us who might like our work or like what we have to do, there's often a sense of anxiety over impending deadlines. There might be burnouts or frustration with family or co-workers or bosses, those you work with, or even a frustration at yourself for not being able to accomplish those things that you had set out to do. On top of this, we must consider the toil that is much of human work. What then about those trapped in unethical or dehumanizing forms of work? Those who work with little or no support or occupy jobs with no hope for opportunity or no upward mobility? What then about those who suffer forced labor or slavery, which still exists today? What then about those who don't have jobs? In America, in May, the unemployment rate of May was incredibly high, at 13%. 13%. And if I had to guess, much of that 13% desperately wanted the blessing of work, but couldn't find it. And what then about those who desperately want the blessing of rest but can't afford it, working endless nights to meet endless needs. If work is such a blessing, then why does humanity work like this? In the scriptures, we see that after the fall of humankind to sin, And work is cursed along with the ground. God's people are no longer working in the garden. But they are trapped, they are enslaved, and they are forced to work and to toil for another god, Pharaoh. The scriptures clearly contrast the kind of work done in the garden and the kind of work being done in Egypt. In the garden... Adam and Eve, worked for God. And because they worked for God, they worked from a place of abundance and provision and blessing. They worked as stagehands on a stage that had already been set. And working under the illumination of God's blessing, they worked with no need to worry. In Egypt... Israel worked for Pharaoh and they were forced to work not from a place of provision but from a place of exploitation and unrest at the command of a false God. And their true identity and purpose as God's people was forgotten under the shadow of domination. We today also work under the shadow of the powers and principalities of our world. We find ourselves trapped in cycles of work and unrest. We work and we work, we come up short and lacking, with no meaningful return. We work to prove ourselves. We work to satisfy unrelenting desires. And we rest only at the commands of our phones or our wallets or our unquenchable tiredness. These systems still exist over our people as they struggle to find meaningful and purposeful work and lack the means to work well. These systems still exist over our land, our trees, our animals, and our resources as they groan under the weights of our brokenness. See, there is a kind of work that is no longer directed by the authority of God, but work directed by the false gods of profit and greed. And this has been the case for thousands of years. Hosea proclaims to Israel, that in her idolatry of expendable goods, that she has forgotten the one who gave her the resources in the first place. God, speaking through Hosea in chapter 2, verse 8, says, that Israel did not know that it was I, God, who gave her the grain, the wine, and the oil, and who lavished upon her silver and gold that they used for Baal. But like Moses led the Israelites out of the domination of Egypt, so too Jesus Christ has liberated us from the authority of a false God. In Exodus, God says to Pharaoh, let my people go that they might work for me instead of you. And God says to Israel, as they fled their enslavement, my presence will go before you and I will give you rest. And in the same way, Jesus invites us to follow him out of our state of exploitation. And he proclaims, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. The gospel is what gives us rest from our earthly toils. And if our work is to be Christian, it must begin from a place of rest. It must begin in the garden with God, and it must begin yoked to the provision of Jesus, or else we continue to work under the authority of a false god. But the call of the way of Jesus cannot just be some sentimental reassurance that we should not worry about our responsibilities, for you can achieve that with a pill. And there are plenty of people with no responsibilities, but no hope. Jesus has invited us, as God first invited Adam and Eve, to work and to keep a garden of new creation. And when we rest in the presence of our Lord, He will energize us and inform us of the ways in which God has set the stage for new life. Our work is to be participation. It is to be immersed in the brokenness of the world so that we can participate in its ultimate redemption. And in this new creation, we are not the director, we are not the stage manager, we are not even the main act. And by running ourselves into the ground, we are not helping. The work of new creation has already been done by Jesus Christ who through the work of the cross has chained up the powers of this world, and resting in the grave on the seventh day, he now rests with the the Father at his right hand, for the work of new creation is already done. And by living in the illumination of this knowledge, the gospel infuses itself into even the most mundane of our tasks, For all the work and all the rest we do on this earth serves a purpose, to image life with our Creator. From our vocation to our chores to our self-care, if we live in the light of God's provision, our work and our rest will point forward to the new life to come. So friends, Let us now seriously consider whether we work from a place of rest or unrest. There are some great resources on this. John Mark Comer, pastor of Bridgetown Church in Portland, says that it is quite difficult to glorify God in our actions when we are tired and grumpy and running on no sleep. He talks about how emotional health is intimately tied to our rhythm of work and rest. And this in itself is evangelism. I encourage you to check out his resources. He has a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And even simpler, if you search Bridgetown Church Sabbath or Bridgetown Church Rest on Apple Music or Spotify, or sorry, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, he has some really excellent teaching on this. But as a side note to this, as a side note to the good idea of cultivating rest in our schedules, it is important to remember that we do not yet live on the new heavens and the new earth, and we must give ourselves grace as Jesus has given us grace. Regardless of how hard we try, our heart will be restless until we are with God face to face. Thurman, who I quoted earlier, he quotes a poet saying that God God gave man every gift but rest so that man would never be at ease except finally with God. The author of Hebrews writes that there still remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. And Paul writes that creation groans and we along with it until the revealing of the new creation. See, rest on this earth is just like manna falling daily to the Israelites in wilderness. God is faithful to give us just enough for the tasks of the day, no more and no less. Second, we must consider our allegiance to the economy of the city of God, the economy of the kingdom of God. The poor are the ones who will be blessed. Those who mourn will be comforted. The prisoner will be set free. The oppressed will find liberty. The tired will rest, and the workless will find meaningful work according to their purpose. And so... I leave you with this, brothers and sisters. Paul writes to the Corinthians that there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of services, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of these gifts and activities and services in everyone. 1 Corinthians 12:7 To each is given a manifestation of the spirit for the common good. To each is given a manifestation of the spirit for the common good. Do you recognize sisters and brothers that every individual, each with their own unique gifts and abilities and circumstances and perspectives, each has a role in establishing the common good, in setting the stage for new life. You, you have a role in setting the stage for abundant and thriving life. It is time to till and to keep the garden of new creation. You have a common good to maintain. Those who are oppressed by the powers of this world ache for the blessing of God. God's presence is in you and with you. You now are able to provide from a place of rest. And when you rest with God in his presence, He is good and faithful to energize you and inform you of the ways in which he is setting the stage for new life. You have people you are responsible for. And you, believe it or not, have a purpose in kingdom work. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information, please visit www.ekklesianj.com.